It is 1038, and we've got our community story segment right now. And joining me from the Mankato Area Foundation are two ladies, including Nancy Zalek, who is the president and CEO, and Maureen Gustafson, who is the donor relations and program director. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Hello. It's great to have you on. Now, for people who aren't familiar with the Mankato Area Foundation, since you're the president and CEO, <laughs> talk a little bit about what it does and what, what it in this community. So a community foundation, you know, our primary responsibility is to just champion philanthropy, champion charitable giving. So we become that resource, that uh, charitable vehicle in the community that people can use to enhance their charitable giving. So we often set up funds uh, for individuals who want to give back to the Mankato area and this region. Um, I think anybody that lives in this community understands that this is an incredibly generous area and very philanthropic. So the foundation is just kind of that that um, organization in the middle that helps connect donors to um, projects and programs in the community that need their support and likewise connects the projects and programs um, that are really vital in this community that donors have a, that donors have a passion for that area so we're, we're just that middleman um, that helps make this community work in the nonprofit sector how long has this community this community had the foundation and how did it form what was the little history so a little history it started in 1974 when oh. they, when they raised a bunch of money to build a Civic Center and um, the reality is they didn't raise nearly enough money and they wound up having to give it back oh and so at the time the community leaders said you know that doesn't make sense uh, we need some kind of organization that can help um, support us with holding those holding dollars anytime we identify a project and um, until we can eventually grant those dollars away so they did their research and they came up with the concept of a community foundation and that's what we did for years we were that uh, philanthropic organization that they'd go out and raise a million dollars and then they'd give that million dollars away. And for things like the Red Jacket Trail and Williams Nature Center and the uh, Fountain in the Library. But it was mostly at that time um, project oriented. They'd identify a project, raise money, give it away. Um, in the 2000s, they changed that so that we would become actually, like I said, that vehicle for a lot of donors to have a fund with us. And so we could fund a variety of things, not just one thing at a time. So can you give some examples of some of the things you might, you know, you mentioned specific projects. What are some other things you give uh, donations to? So again, um, I think there's just about there there's been money that goes out from the Mankato Area Foundation to just about every nonprofit in the community. So during the pandemic, obviously we were focusing a lot on food insecurity and housing insecurity because that was the issue at the time. But we have funded everything from the Children's Museum to Kiwanis Holiday Lights to the Sculpture Walk um, to the senior centers to I mean it's just all over the board because as you can imagine, they say if you've met one donor, you've met one donor. They all have different areas that they care about and passions. And so again, as, as our role to match them um, with the causes and the donors, that's a lot of different um, giving in the area. But we just we were just proud um, to announce that uh, when we started back in 2009, we were granting about $60,000 a year, and this year we granted $2 million. Oh, my goodness. That so. is a huge, huge growth. How long have you been involved with the organization, Nancy? For 10 years. Ten, you've been 10 years, and now your newest comer to the the organization is Maureen Gustafson, who is your donor and relations and program programming, and so Maureen... You've I've just been, been there. recycled. You have, <laughs> yes, yes, I was just going to say, not necessarily the newest. Uh, back in in the uh, 
90s and in two, well since the inception of the foundation it was part of the chamber oh so I when didn't i was the that. president okay. and ceo of the chamber right. through the 90s i was also responsible for the foundation oh. so i have a long history and then i was the actual president of the foundation in the volunteer capacity for a few years and have always been affiliated with their activities and programs so i am just so thrilled to be back here as um, an employee and i get to see all my old friends and all the old projects uh. and so it's just been a a great experience. But I also wanted to add that we do a lot of scholarships. Oh, okay. And we give lots and lots of money to MSU. MSU. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. And now, Maureen, I imagine you just look at this now as coming on how many, how long ago did you just come back on again? Has it been just a matter of months? I started in August during okay, the pandemic. Okay, so, so not mm-hmm. not even a year. Right. And seeing how they used to give away 60000 right. to $2 million, oh, I bet you're amazing. just like, wow, look at this. What, That's just that, it. That you kind of as part of on, you know, the, the earlier on Oh, it's years. just amazing to see. And, and that's really... Uh, Nancy gets the credit for that because she's really grown this in the past 10 years and it's phenomenal. I mean, we're at a $27 million foundation. That's wonderful. It's one of the fastest growing in the country and it just has a huge success record. My first encounter as part of being recycled was it was even <laughs> before <laughs> even before I started, I was up helping backpack um, put together packages and the, the pandemic had just started. Everyone was panicked. No one knew what was going to happen. Nonprofits were in trouble. And um, Nancy was there giving them this enormous check to keep things going during the pandemic because she could respond quickly and within 48 hours was there after raising a bunch of money to help them be assured their mission would be accomplished. So you have actually covered almost every aspect in terms of funding things in this community that that needs help and I was just curious how where does the money come from? I mean I know your donor, donor relations Maureen so I don't know if this is your question to ask you or not but do people just come forward? Do you go out and ask others? I mean, you mentioned there were specific projects before, and now it's more general. So what is, do people just say, I want to give to Mankato Foundation, or how does that all Some come about? Some do, but um, we, and Nancy particularly through the years, and, and now I get to help, um, work on relationships with people, just mm-hmm. to show them the advantages of having a donor advised fund. And then Nancy had relationships with a lot of longtime families in the community, um, longtime businesses in the community. And some of those had their own foundations, and they chose to then transfer them to us because it was easier to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's people that have no children, and they suddenly get to a point in their life where they want to do their legacy and what they want to do. You could probably expand on that. In particular, um, yes. So to answer your question, it's all of the above. Okay. Um, People give us money to support our mission, and people bring funds to us. As I said, they will create, as as Maureen mentioned, donor-advised funds, which is almost like having a small family foundation under the umbrella of the Mankato Area Foundation. And the nice thing is that they get to just think about and concentrate on their giving. And we provide all the back office and all of the the work that makes charitable giving happen. And so our growth is largely because of those individuals that are kind of setting up those donor advised funds or little mini foundations under us. And then the key to our success in being able to grant $2 million, again, is to find out those things that they really care about. Um, because because people give money away when it makes them feel good. And so when we find just that that right hot spot for them and they give to something that just makes them all warm and fuzzy, then they want to give more money away. And sure. that's absolutely our goal is to give money away and to enhance this community through charitable giving. And that brings me to something that's coming up very soon. 
and it's somebody's passion is uh, Marian Anderson is uh, being honored and celebrated coming up on Saturday, June 26th. And as a part of what you're doing, um, Marina, if you want to expand a little bit on sure. that and how that all came about. Well, Marian Anderson was a beloved Amazing. local artist. Yeah. Had this, you know, great, great career. Um, great, a lot of awards. She did in-service projects with students in schools. She opened up her, her gallery to tours. Uh, just a great artist within our community. Um, Nancy worked with her on a fund about 10 years ago so she could leave her legacy. And of course, she passed away in January, which was very sad, especially since it was during the pandemic and yeah. we couldn't honor her in any way. So Saturday, the 26th of June, has been declared by our local governments as Marian Anderson Day. Wonderful. So we will be dedicating a sculpture to her at 1030 that day in the morning. And it's in that parkette across the street from number four. It's the corner of Second Street and Walnut Street. And there's going to be some live music there. We'll be unveiling the statue. It's just going to be a nice tribute to her. And that will be followed by a simultaneous open house at the Blue Earth County Historical Society, the Nicollet County Historical Society, and the Mankato Area Foundation to showcase Marion's original art. So each site will have some fun things going on. They'll have some refreshments. And people can come in and actually see um, how diverse her work really was. I mean, she had uh, nature. She had uh, historic sites that she did for fundraisers for the community. So it was a variety of things. And then she set up this amazing fund that people can apply to for arts and history projects. I'm oh, going to wow. let Nancy tell you about that. Sure. So um, not long after I started with the foundation, I received a phone call um, from a gentleman that was working with Marian Anderson. And his comment was, you know, at the time I didn't know who it was. And he said, I'm working with this lovely woman and, and her husband has passed away and she has no children. And uh, she wants to leave a legacy to this community after she passes away. And so after we talked back and forth a little bit, I w realized that I was working with Marion Anderson. And so Marion and I got to meet and we spent a long time trying to figure out what that legacy looked like. We knew what she had done in her lifetime and what was important to her. And so what she was telling me was, I want to be able to continue to do those things. After I pass away, I want to continue to leave my mark on this community and in particular in arts and culture and history. And so Marion left us um, a significant portion of her estate to establish this fund that will forever um, fund arts and culture and history in this community and which is such a gift because um, as we know in all the various things that um, that the nonprofits need funding there is probably the most limited funding for arts and culture and so this is another resource for them um, to do to make their impact in a community in a very different way than some of the other things that we fund okay so she left this legacy and now we're celebrating it including a lot of her arts and and so i, I you mentioned that it's going to be at all these different places because i checked uh talked with jessica potter about the the historical society now so these other organizations also have parts of her work yes. on display as well oh yes. wow okay. so and when people go to the nicollet county um, historical society they're going to see a lot of marion's original renderings oh the beginning stages of her work and how she she started that um kind of process that she used her um ink work was almost like photographs it was so perfect she was known mm -hmm. for her precision and so they have a lot of the 
how her mind worked when she was putting a project together. Then Blue Earth County has a huge, beautiful gift shop, and they have all of her prints. And then they also have several of her originals, so those will be on display. They also have a lovely video about Marion and some interviews with Marion that's going to be just running. So if people want to sit and listen and look at that for a little bit, they're certainly welcome to do that. And what do you have it down at the Mankato Area Foundation in terms of some of her artwork? So we've got some of the, those original Mankato oh. pieces um, that have been on loan to the foundation for a long time. Uh, they were owned by a good friend of hers. Okay. And when he realized that Ma- that Marion, uh, again, several years ago, that she had left her legacy to the foundation, he thought it was appropriate to loan those to us. So be, they became kind of that conversation piece in the background, and we could kind of use her as an example. And I, I've used her many times with her permission as um, as an example of someone who had... Uh, cared about this community in her lifetime and wanted to continue to care about it after she passed away. And a number of people have followed suit um, with leaving legacies to this community in a very similar fashion. Um, One of the things that um, Marion did is that she loved the historical societies and um, and in her passing, she has kept us all working together and collaborating so that um, the original artwork that we um, inherited (laughs) from Marion is on permanent loan to the historical society. And so we're not in a position to store and keep and, and um, exhibit that work. Uh, so we have we will be loaning it to the um, historical societies and they will actually be in charge of exhibiting this over time. Marion's goal was she wanted people to see her work. She wanted it out in the public. She wanted, she didn't want it packed away and, and stored and preserved. In her lifetime, she was an educator, and she wanted to continue to be an educator after she passed away. So her work will be displayed freely um, uh, throughout the community over time. I can't think of anybody else who has more of their artwork in c- people's homes throughout a community than Marian Anderson. Or her prints, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, her prints, doesn't yes. I mean her print yes. is, because she did all those ones, you know, it, it was like these, a lot of these collages of community, like for Minnesota State, you know, you, the, you get the bell tower, the different... Uh, things that represent our university, for example, or the courthouse. And I just, I've got actually a couple in my home of hers too, and I think so many people do, because she really was such a, a, like you said, a community-minded person and just brought it all home and local and makes everyone feel that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now with the, you mentioned scholarships. So what kind of, these scholarships go to uh, MSU students or high school students or all of the above? All of the above. We have a number of scholarships that, again, people choose to give back in very different ways. Mm -hmm. And for some people, that's trying to um, make uh, secondary education more affordable. And so we have uh, scholarships that go to high school students. We have scholarships that go to college students, to students at SCC. Uh, But we have a number of people that work with the MSU Foundation and the individual areas. They may say, I want to give a scholarship in the area of science, engineering, Mm -hmm. and technology, or I want to give a scholarship in in, um, philosophy. And so we work with the foundation here then to provide those funds so that they can identify students in those areas. What would you like people to know about Marian Anderson? If there's one thing that you can think of, I mean, obviously her art is very important to this community. Is there anything else that you, having got to know her, Nancy, especially, that you can think of that kind of exudes who she was? I think back to your words about just being community-minded. You know, she was an artist, but 
it was more than that. Her her art was kind of her spirit of the way that she um, she used her talents to bring the community together and to and to reflect on what was important about this um, area. The the thing I have been most fascinated by, to Maureen's point, is her variety yeah. of work and the and you know whether it was Native American or wildlife or she had some things that actually look kind of Norman Rockwellish. And I mean, who has that many? Types and styles and ta- right, and right. talents. When um, when I first met her, I asked her one time how many paintings she had done in her lifetime, and she said, "Oh my God, I've never <laughs> kept track." And she said, "I know it's well over a thousand. Oh, um, and she said, "But I sold my first painting when I was sixteen or something like that." And so she said, "So I I had done a number of them before I ever even thought that this is what I would." I would become and so um, I just think I can't I can't imagine being that prolific and as far as your event coming up on I want to make sure people it's Saturday June 26 at 1030 in the Vetter Stone Plaza which is the corner of 2nd Street and Walnut Street you mentioned something about a statue is it of her or something that represents her or is it it a secret well No. no it was a piece that was previously on the art walk oh and um it's a little girl at a canvas and oh, she's wonderful. painting, and the name of the piece is The World is Her Canvas. Okay. So it's very appropriate. But it's been specialized specifically for Marion. So there is a surprise addition to it that we will explain that day. So something was added to yes, represent. Correct. Oh, really? Because that's a really beautiful yes. statue. And so that's one they obviously the community purchased then uh, off of the the. the uh, art walk? The no, the Mankato Area Foundation and Marion's Fund actually purchased okay. purchased this sculpture um, because we wanted to do something that that was permanent in dedication to her. Much like the paintings in our office that we could point to, um, now directly across from our office we can say, and there's a uh, a sculpture in our in our sculpture walk um, that is dedicated to her memory and will be there forever. And I think that that's um, really wonderful. And and what's fun about this is it's a little girl. It's a little girl to canvas and to us it really spoke to us because she cared so much about educating children right. and um, and the little girl's kind of a tomboy and for those people <laughs> that know her apparently that's also very oh, really? fitting so very nice and so what else can we expect at this dedication will there be certain speakers who knew her yes or? There's, they'll be uh, doing the dedication or talking about the proclamations saying that it is in fact Marian Anderson Day um, Nancy will be giving an overview of the fund we're going to have some local music there'll be some members of the Lost Walleye playing oh, nice. and so as we gather down there and um, lots of nice refreshments at the various sites for the um, open houses. And everyone's welcome. It's just yes. come on down. And mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned those different sites. So the sites are following, and it's simultaneous on that day. So it's all June 26th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. that you can go to the Blue Earth County Historical Society, Nicollet County Historical Society, or the, the Mankato Area Foundation, which is at 212 East Walnut Street. So all that. Yes, and you can also enjoy the sculpture walk. Oh, okay, yeah, because they have Stay, the new have one out, lunch, right? make a day mm-hmm. of it. If you mention um, that it's Marian Anderson Day at um, number four or at the Flask, you get a discount on your lunch. Well, there you there go. There you That's go. That's pretty special. Anything else you want people to know about the foundation, as long as you've got the, the floor here, uh, Nancy? If people want to leave a legacy like Marian Anderson, I assume contact you or Maureen or that's absolutely just uh, you can Google us and find our phone number and and give a call the the important thing to remember is that there's not there's just not one way to give back um, and I think that's what we enjoy the most that's the most fun is being able to figure out 
how people want to leave a legacy. Is it in their lifetime? Is it after they pass away? Is it in a specific area? Is it a fund that will last into perpetuity and be here forever like Marion's fund mm-hmm. is intended? Or um, or do they want to make a big splash um, immediately? I mean, it's just so many options. So we like to sit down with people and really figure out um, what that looks like for them and, and what would make them feel really good about their, their legacy in this community. You know, you mentioned during the pandemic, things actually were going well and people were very generous. And that just goes to tell me that this community is so special in terms of when times when it could be difficult for people stepped up and, and did this. And how do things look for the future? You know, now that the pandemic's over, are there any new things down the pike that we can expect, well, Nancy? Tell her about the backpack. Oh, yeah. Is there something new? Well, um, Noreen, well. <laughs> for, I was on the Salvation Army Board for years, oh, okay. and Elaine Schoenberger started this phenomenal project um, called Moms, where the, a truck would come into um, specific areas and provide lunch for the kids during the summer, because the best meal of the day they usually got was at lunch at school. Sure. Well, um, during the pandemics, uh, a lot of programs were discontinued, and this was one of them. So Sherry at Backpack, or FOCP, um, wanted to take it over, but she just couldn't do any more fun. Her hands were so full. So she called Nancy and said, can we do this? Can, is there any way um, you could find someone that could help us? And Nancy raised like $18,000 overnight. And wow. the program was, you know, still in place. So kids are enjoying that this summer. So those are the kinds of things. But the interesting thing is she knew who to call. And there was people readily willing and able saying, food insecurity, that's my passion, I'm there. And so to have somebody that knows all of the conduits to these various people and projects is what makes it work. And I, I think that's the the sweet spot for the foundation is that now we have this pool of well over 100 donors. So if there's something important that needs to happen in the community, there's somebody within that pool that, that cares about that. And so, you know, when we started 10 years ago, um, and again, I, I mentioned that 10 years because that's when they first hired staff. Up to that point, it was volunteer Oh, run. really? Okay. So that's when we, you know, w- we were able to grow the foundation sure. because we had somebody, as I like to say, herding the cats. <laughs> and so, um, so, you know, we had a handful of funds at the time. Um, and to move that to over 100 funds just gives us so many resources to be able to to um, to respond when there's a need in the community. But again, we couldn't do it without a community that cared to do that. And that's what's important about this region is that they are so philanthropically minded. And, you know, you and I were talking about it ahead of time. When the pandemic happened, the other thing that happened is that the stock market fell immediately. And so we were just kind of panicking about sure. this is the time when we need charitable dollars more than ever. And um, but are people going to be able to or willing to um, respond in this way? And our phone was ringing off the hook. And I think that speaks more to um, this community than just about anything. We raised about $450,000 in a very short amount of time um, that was immediately dedicated to those organizations on the front line of um, of the pandemic response. That's amazing. I want to thank you. We've been talking with Nancy Zalek, the president and CEO of the Mankato Area Foundation, and Maureen Gustafson, who is Donor Relations and Program Director. Yes. Thank you both for coming on the show and the website. So if people want to look up more information is... MankatoAreaFoundation.com. It's Just pretty easy. easy. Like <laughs> Thank you, ladies, very much. And this Thank sounds you. like a wonderful tribute. Again, Marian Anderson dedication ceremony, Saturday, June 26, 1030 at the Better Stone Plaza, which is at the corner of 2nd Street and Walnut Street. Thank you so much, ladies. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. Thank you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.